for me, it just confirms of me being on the right path. And I got to continue and not let anything stop me. It's easy for here again to sit here and say like, oh yeah, you know, nothing stops me and I'm great and I made that decision. It's not true. Like I have my bad moments as well. I try to have several people around me that really help me. Try this bad boy out for science. You are welcome to take a seat at the table where we use a new lens, where humanity are stakeholders. Different distinctions encouraged, intention starts from a no-judgment zone. A certain age is not criteria, and where you become comfortable with the uncomfortable to facilitate a new conversation. Okay, so these conversations are really just casual conversations with friends who, you know, I often find that after a conversation, I go, I wish other people had been able to be a little fly on the wall and hear that conversation. Mm. And I don't know about you, class. I'm really excited that you're here because I sort of hit the end of last year and I was hearing so many times, I just don't want 21 to be the same. And so I decided that, okay, I'm going to make sure. 21's not the same as 2020, right? And the best way I know how to do that is to start shifting forward. And for me, that means having conversations, Mm. finding out how to start doing things differently, creating awareness around maybe lenses I haven't been thinking about or looking through. And really, you know, my whole theme for the year is to see humanity and and whatever that means in leadership. And, you know, my focus over this month is if I have a call, a different conversation every day, then I'm sure I'm going to have a conversation of pulling things apart a little bit more, learning what is working in your world that maybe I could take some of that and put Mm. that into my world. And so, you know, I'm at the moment working on putting a paper together for what I call the need for a new approach to leadership. And already in these conversations, every day there's just been a different flavor of a new insight or something that has been my insight, but taking it to another level. And Mm. I'm loving these conversations. So that's what we're going to do today. And I think... The thing that I love about you is this openness to just take it wherever it goes. Sounds good. Absolutely. Yeah. So is that good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Right. You know, I think about you and what I know of you so far in my life and in our journey together, which hasn't been that long, really. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to find out more and more. But I know that you have this real passion for family. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? Where does that come from? Mm. It's a great question. Oof, where does that come from? I guess my parents, I guess. I never thought of that. Where does that come from? I just always wanted to have kids. Wow. Let's take this down the rabbit hole that you would like to go. And <laughs> so one, my parents have both been and still are, even mm. though they say they're retired. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so far from retired, but I love it. They've always been entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm always had their own businesses. And that meant that my mom was always at home working and my dad was always away. And I had phenomenal parents. So you know how how people's stories go and they always have bad stories? Like that was my biggest sto- struggle. I like, I don't have those stories. Like I only have great stories. That is a good thing, by the way. I know, I know. But I always thought 
that in marketing it's not because when you hear other people's stories that do it really uh, well right so yeah I, I shift that so when you say good what does that mean like what kind of like I didn't have that so for me it's kind of fascinating if someone has a good story I've had some good moments but a lot of it wasn't good so tell me what did, what did that look like just my parents always supporting me, being there for me. Like I remember like wow. we would go out to dinner and we would walk on the street and I would hold their hands. One of the vivid stories that I have, for example, like I was, I think I was in my teens and we would walk in, I was in the middle, I was holding their hands. And then these, these kids from school came by and actually one made a comment like, oh, look at him being a mommy's and daddy's boy. And it struck wow. me like, ooh, like you, I got really insecure. And then my mom just looked at me and said, something in the room like he's just saying that because he doesn't have what we have and it really like you know made me come back and say like you know actually feel empathy for that person like oh really like like that's so sad because you know i was always really happy the only thing that i think back off is like my dad was often away and that's mm-hmm. what i wanted to have different so real quickly i turned 17 and a friend of mine said hey do you want to coach get soccer teams i'm mm-hmm. like Heck yeah. I mean, love to be around kids. And I've been doing that for the longest time. I did that as well. I did that in the Netherlands where I was born for a long, long time. Then I went to the US I, you know, for studying and mm-hmm. I was looking for ways of doing that. So I got to do that as well over there. And then I came back. Then I moved to Spain. I started a gym here at a certain point. I started teaching mm-hmm. a martial art, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, then I became a dad myself and now seven years ago that's seven mm-hmm. years the oldest and then just immediately like oh yes i'm a dad because that's what i always wanted wow and, I'm two, and i want three and my wife says you know shop's closed so it's going to be two um, <laughs> and i so uh, get it yeah i struggled like in the beginning i mm. really, really struggled like the gym went bad and i lost it and that's when we just had our our little boy at that time, he was a little boy. Yes. A bit. And it's just like, what am I going to do now? And and I real quickly, uh, I cried for two days, yeah, uh, wow. laying next to him. So and uh, looking at him, and then I was like, okay, now that's that's enough. And um, I finally. Wait on, wait on, where did those tears come from? What was it that you were feeling at that time? Like why just, why so much grief in it? Yeah, I, just, I lost the gym. I lost all my money, and I thought that that was it. That was my passion of helping people, and and also mm-hmm. being able to provide. I was still in that really like, look, I'm the man and I must provide for my family. And that's wow. at that time what I thought was what providing meant. Like you're the one that brings in the money so that, you know, we can do all the stuff that we can do. Yeah. When that bubble burst, I was just shocked and, and, and hurt. It, there was a lot of drama involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just. Wait, did you feel like you were letting down your boy? Like, did that come into play as well? And that you had this image that as a father, you'd be the provider, you'd be the one who would be giving him everything he needed or whatever. Amongst others. Yeah. Yeah. Letting myself down, letting my wife down, letting the people down that were uh, at that point in the gym. Just, yeah, it was at that point, I felt complete failure. Like, I don't think (laughs) of failure like that anymore. But at that time, I definitely did. But the journey continued and I started working the nine to five. Uh, I actually didn't see my wife and our son for six months, I think. And they only once were able to come over to Barcelona because then we were seven hours apart. Wow. So you were literally separate apart. Yeah. Yep. I had to, I had to find a job and, and as a, a like Spanish is my third language mm. uh, living in Spain, it was, it was hard for me. 
I had it in my mind that it would be hard for me to find a job. And then I found actually one real quick. And I went for an interview, but it was supposed to be an interview in, in England. So I was an interview in, in Barcelona to get a job in England. Wow. And they, thank goodness, <laughs> at the end of the interview, they were like, why do you want to go to England? I said, well, hmm. that's the position that I found. And they're like, we actually have a really good position. And we would love to have you here. You mind if we poach you? <laughs> and wow. I'm like, yes, please do that so we can uh-huh. stay in Spain. And then my family, we moved. Oh, they moved over after six months. It was still not where I wanted to be because then I was still in that nine to five and, and it was a lot of traveling, going to the job and then coming back. And I wasn't a dad that I am and that I then I envisioned to be. And that didn't happen until our second one came. We moved back here that I finally started changing. And I was like, OK, mm. enough is enough. I'm going to work again from home and I'm going to do everything as, <laughs> as much as I can. I'm not going to worry too much about, you know, my ego and I'm this big mm. hot shot. I'm just going to make sure that I spend as much time with my wife and with our sons as I can since they're still young. They're five and seven now. And I love this. I love this age. They start talking and having their own minds. And you know, I love it. I love it and hate it at the same time because I exactly, do start having exactly. their minds. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I love it. And mm. as I just mentioned before, like today I spent a ton of time with the youngest, just, mm. you know, making, making a snow, it's snowing here and hardly happens. So we were making a big snowman and, um, so fun. yeah, the, the, we were having so much fun and, you know, people are, are asking like, you know, Hey, how's your, and how is your new year star? Or how, how mm-hmm. is 2021 started? I said, well, played board games, card games, watched movies and mm-hmm. uh, okay. how, went for walks. Yeah, but what about your business? I said, well, I'm coaching my clients and, you know, just leaving a comment now and then on Facebook, yeah. talking to people now and then. But the kids are home from their vacation and it's my goal. Not there yet. It's just something that's not work. But, you know, the kids are up. So technically yes. from what my goal is, I should be with them. But I love doing this as well. That's why I'm looking at like how I'm going to fit that all in. But my goal is to not work at all when they are home. Yes, that's the goal, and it's yeah. I, I like wow. to step also high to figure out mm. like what are challenges that are going to come up, and this is one of them, right? This is yeah. a beautiful challenge. It's like, okay, so how am I going to deal with this? And that's fun. Like, how am I going to deal with clients that, for example, I have a couple mm. of clients from the U.S. and from Canada. Time is different, and they can only come in my afternoon. That's when the kids are home. Yes, uh, you know, how am I going to deal with those things? And it's it's so much fun. So. Is that a long answer to your question? I think so. I love it. No, and there's so much we can pull apart on that, So, which mm. I really enjoy. So here's the thing that I find interesting. If we're to have a new approach to leadership, I think that there are things that are going to need to change. And I love how you talk about where your priorities are. Like you're mm. saying, okay, family is really important to me. My wife is really important to me. So now I have to figure out how to design really. How does that work with making sure that you can still build what you need to in your professional life as well, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that this has got to come into this new approach. Like how does this actually happen and what does this look like? Yes, uh, you know, I had the same conversation with a client yesterday and that was, you know, I'm here in Australia, mm-hmm. but uh, to be honest, my work and my people are across the globe. And so actually for me, Australia is the worst time zone for me to be in right now mm-hmm. and has been over this last year. 
And so I have been that person that has moved everything to fit in with everyone else, but it's been very exhausting and it's meant that my days have gone from very early to very late at night. And, you know, I've got to start off this year because of exactly what you're saying there, that I wanted to have more time with my family at the beginning of the year. I wanted not to be going so crazy busy into the workplace nonstop and not being able to sustain it for the rest of the year because that's what I'm looking at going how can we really sustain this journey Mm -hmm. and do it really well take the opportunities when we need to have you got some thoughts of how you're looking at that or what are some of the things that you're obviously you're putting in going hey this is the time and in most cases this works that I'm just going to be doing family what are some of the other things you're looking at Great question. So one of the things that I'm looking at is trying to work more with virtual assistants. The the benefit of that is that that you can find those in the different time zones that uh, you want to work at Mm. Um, later on. So the vision is that I'm going to coach my method to other coaches so they can be a part of my team in those time zones so that they can start coaching as part of the team. Because, and I think we've spoken about this during our interview, we can't assume that as an individual, we can make a huge impact and reach everybody. However, we can be that ripple effect. And if we are able to be that stone in the water that ripples, and then that next ripple is able to you know, move it out, that's a way of also making that impact. It doesn't always have to be us. Like Not all of us are Tony Robbins or Taki Moore, right? Where we get to be able to be in front of such a huge audience. And for me, for example, I've decided I, I don't have to. Like if, if I just be mm, that, I like that big rock mm-hmm. that makes that splash and, and, and I can make that vibrate further and I can influence a few that can influence more, then my vision comes to life through me without me having to give up other parts of my vision. I think from what I've heard so far, that's the hardest part for people to accept because they want a lot. And as soon as you give up, like I want a lot, it's like, mm. why, sh- why should everything come from me? You know what I mean? So not meaning like, oh, I, I, do. I totally know what you mean. What I mean is like, there's so many mm. others that also would love to coach. There's so many others yeah. that can put their spin on it or it's all about how can we motivate, how can we influence people? And it doesn't always have to come from me. Like it, like hey, Christopher Voss that we're both mm-hmm. connected with. So he's somebody that I've been coaching and helping, and he's now helping others. Yes. That's, and nobody has to know. Uh, hey, can we just dive into that? Don't you think, if you think that way, that it's really actually kind of selfish? It's saying, hey, I have it all. So I should dominate it all and I need to do it all. And that's just not a truth. And yet it's often been the way we're conditioned to, don't you think? Or- yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I fully agree. I'm not sure if it's selfish. I sometimes think that I'm selfish. Oh, okay. Right. So, so it's just whoever looks at it. I'm assuming that somebody else doesn't think it's selfish either because they're doing what they But is it? Or is it just that we're so conditioned to it as the norm? True. That we've we've gone, this is just the way it is and how it, you build up this big, like, 
do you know what? I think everything starts with building what you've got in your hand and the most powerful thing you can do. There is a lot in this world. If I go back to that, there's a lot in this world where there's challenges that are out of our control. And I think that what is difficult often is the fact that there is so much uncertainty in the pathway ahead, right? And so people tend to just do it the way they've done it before because I'm not Mm -hmm. sure about that pathway. Well, I always say, you actually have some amazing things in your hand. Just be faithful with what's in your hand already. Yeah. And if everyone was really faithful with what's in their hand, it'd be pretty amazing what was the new innovations that would come out from that, the the new thinking that would come out of from that. And the difference, I think, you know, you work in the coaching industry. There's a lot of coaches and I hear it nonstop. I coach you know, businesses to help them to grow their finances and every, and give them freedom. And I go, I've heard that four million trillion times. How does what you do or how can what you do be different and make a difference to something that I have that needs help to get to where I need to go? And it's like there are so many copycats. And I think a lot of it is because there's so much condition that we just go, well, that's how you build it. This To look at success, it's to be hustling so hard 24-7. And, you know, family has not necessarily, if we go back to that point, has not been a priority, you know, in many people's, in entrepreneurs' world, right? Mm -hmm. Like it hasn't. And so if you were putting family first, that would be a weird thing. That would be a difference, right? And in fact, it wasn't, it's starting to turn. I think the balance is starting to turn because people have seen over this, especially over this last year, loved ones are really important. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I mean? Because we've lost, you know, we've lost touch with a lot of loved ones because I don't have access to get on a plane to go and see loved ones anymore. So the ones that are real close, you hold on to more, a little bit more, I think, and see, I don't know, thoughts? One of the things that I, that I often speak, speak about and and that I teach is make sure for yourself that you know what your top priority is. Mm, and I love that. if it's one, then then you know if it's business, then it's business. If that's it, then then that's for me, mm. you, it's yours. I, I can't be the one that says like, no, 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 you must, this is the order. Like you must believe that spirituality is is your number one. And then yeah. you you know Put yourself first, and and then your wife, and then or your partner, and then your kids, and and then your business, and then whatever comes after that. I'm not the one to share that. I just can share like these are the things that you're gonna come across, and at a certain point, mm. you need to you know make a decision. However, you know if you have families like we do, mm-hmm. then at least make sure that if you decide that at a certain point your business is the one thing that's the most important to you, at least yeah. make sure that you know your wife knows that, and your kids do that as well. It's like, listen, right now I want to focus on this. This is what I got to do. This is why, etc. What do you think? Right? Cause, yeah, cause I love that. Understand. I love that. And communication yeah. is really key in that one, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And also honesty to yourself, like, like that's. Oh, I love that. And honesty to yourself, yeah. Of course, because you brought something up that's huge, and that is what I am thinking right now. What I feel I must do is that coming mm-hmm. from you. Or is that coming from something else? Whether that's the government, whether it's society, where it was my parents, whether it was my grandparents. Mm. For, for example, my grandfather, who was an amazing man, he was all about that. You know, work hard, put your head down, and that's the way to go. And that's what I used to do. And it doesn't work. 
doesn't work for me. And, and I see a lot of people struggling with it. It works for him. I got to say that. Like for him, it works. Mm-hmm. And he's done some amazing things. So that's, you know, time to No, I love that. I love that. And I think that you touched on another beautiful point, which I, I get irritated with because I think old school leadership tells us. It tells us that you have to do it this way, that the only three principles to being an amazing leader is do this, do that, and make sure this is in place in your leadership. And I think mm-hmm. that... The new approach to leadership is like what you're saying is, hey, I've seen that this is works for me. These are some thoughts, some opportunities. And if you use this lens, what is your priority first? So it's not saying this should be your priority. It's saying what is your priority? So it's giving mm-hmm. you a lens rather than going, this is a, you have to do it this way. Because, you know, for us to change or see change, We have to do it differently. And that doesn't always come, though. You must have had some pushback. You must have had some people go, what do you mean you're wanting to do, be more, spend more time with your children or make that more of a priority? Don't you feel that you should be, should, and it's that should bit, right? Don't you feel that you should be working longer hours and bringing more money in? How have you dealt with that or have you not seen that? Well, I actually just saw that today because I posted I posted all the pictures of the snowmen that we build. And then I mentioned, yeah. like, you know, people are asking me because people ask, and especially at the beginning of the year, uh, mm. you know, a lot of people ask you, like, hey, what are your goals? And then I always like people to, I tease a little bit and I want people to explain themselves better. Like, what do you mean by goals? Because mm. when people think about goals, we always think about business goals. And mm. I set life goals first. Because I want my business to be evolved around my life and not the other yeah. way around. So I love um, that. Hmm. And then and then we talk about that. And then there I, I notice and they're looking for an answer. So okay, yes. so no, no, I want to know your business goals. What's your biggest business goals? So what they want to hear. And you can ask any starting entrepreneur, including me, if you go back only three years ago even and ask that class at that time like hey what's your what's your goal with your business i would say i want to build this into a seven-figure business that was my goal and and if you ask a lot of entrepreneurs especially when they're starting out if you ask them that's it not knowing what that means it's just that magic number everybody talks about it you can find a gazillion courses that tell you like i hope you go from zero to, to seven figures and that's what i wanted and things just don't it just doesn't work out that way. And then all of a sudden you start getting clarity and that's okay. And then you got to find out for yourself is like, what is it that I want? And once you have that, like for me and I have such clarity. So my biggest goal, by the way, is as I mentioned, is it not having to work when uh, our, the kids are at home. Mm. And I share that goal now. And then the conversation is over because I didn't give him the numbers that they want to hear because then, you know, they, they want to figure out how you're going to do that. What's your strategy? They want to help you. Whatever you share that, they don't. So that's that's my biggest goal is to do that. And that makes me now look different at how I do things. That was not your question. So I go back. So <laughs> No, I love this. That's all right. It's good. Hmm. So you were asking like, okay, so well, how do I deal with that? I just shared that. So somebody was saying like, oh, yeah, and, you know, I, I don't believe in that because I believe that, you know, we should teach our children that mommy and daddy also has to have to work and that they have to respect mm-hmm. that. So when daddy's in his office, I close my door and, you know, they know they can't disturb me, et cetera, et cetera. And I've spoken with this guy more often. He's amazing. And I love communicating with him because he has a different view. And that's where it comes in. And I started realizing that, look, everybody has a different view. 
And that's beautiful. And if I understand and try to understand, that's the difference with social other the problem with social media, you can't see feelings, you can't see what somebody means and, and what somebody writes, is that really what they're saying? And I want to be curious. And I ask them, or I just say, like, well, I love your opinion. Thank you for sharing. That's the beauty of life. We are all different. And that's, you know, I, I love that. I respect other people for that. And that's why I started like a lot of, I ask a lot of questions. Like I have an opinion on something. However, instead of stating that opinion, mm-hmm. I stated it in a question to see what other people's opinions are. And that's my way at the moment of really learning from people is like, how do you feel about that? Like, for example, as I mentioned, like when people ask you the business question, they want mm-hmm. you to pay a number so they can pitch you right away. No mm-hmm. relationship. No, nothing. I don't like that. So I posted real quick, new rule for 2021. You pitch me, I block you. And there was tons of conversations. And I love that because, you know, somebody was like, really, why would you block them? Why don't you have a conversation with them and coach them? Because you're an amazing yeah. coach. And you can really help them see things different. So now I see things different. And that's what it's all about. Just staying open and not thinking that somebody tries to attack you because they see things differently, but try and yeah. see from their point of view. And that really helped me not feeling any more offended or, or like scared and then sharing like this is who I am. And if you don't want me, there's a beautiful button on Facebook called unfriend or block. And I'm fine with that. It's okay. Yeah, I, I love that. And I think that, you know, part of the new approach is that leaders actually lead and whatever that is that you stick in your lane and you lead, you don't get very off going off on these tangents or whatever. You just be the best you, you can possibly be. And I love the fact you brought up if they don't want to come with me, I'm okay with that. I think that is so important and something I say a lot of. And I've not always been really strong on that, I have to say. Like I've gone, you know, I've listened to those little whispers and gone, oh, that felt a little bit painful for that moment there. I don't really like what they were saying right now. And I remember at one point that that would really crush me and I'd start doubting myself. And I think mm. one of the most powerful things over the last couple of years is actually losing Oh, it's at least five amazing human beings in my life. And I just thought about it so much in my life about, well, I've lived life worrying and caring so much about other people and what they think. I just need to live life the best way that I know I'm meant to do and not regret any of my days, mm-hmm. not regret, love a little more, hold close my loved ones and know that I am living each day, living the purpose that I was here put on earth for. I began going, well, if I'm going to kind of think that way, and that's going to become part of my decision DNA, what would I actually have to do in my business and my personal and my health for that to be a reality? Mm-hmm. And, and part of that I felt was very much I needed to stop listening to other people. Go, if you don't want to come on this journey with me, I'm okay with that. But this is how I need to stand up and to lead and to be who I am meant to be. And I think that was the most powerful time for me to actually have a crossroad where I really knew that it was better than Christopher. Sorry, I got distracted. Christopher says, love these two people. We love you too, Christopher. But that at this moment that it was important for me to know that I'm called to do what I'm meant to do. And if I don't do that, there may be someone that could have had, it, and it might be only one person, that could have come into my world and had their lives changed, but I wasn't willing to stand up and be mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I think that's where we rewire to something different, right? 
No, absolutely. You know, the funny thing is that I've, I've realized over time that you can have 10 people saying like, oh, Kira Marie, you're amazing. Yeah. And I love what you're sharing. And then there's one person that's like, man, Kira Marie, me, me, me. And it's uh-huh. that person that sticks with uh-huh. you. Right? It, exactly. At a certain point, it was just like, you know what? This is ridiculous. I am not. And, and then you just got to make a stand for yourself saying, I am not going to let that happen again. And I'm not saying like it's that mm-hmm. moment that you say, I've never happened again, that that's it. No, but you use However, it as a filter, right? It's it's a moving forward. And all of a sudden you start mm-hmm. realizing, you're like, wait a minute. I just posted something and there were like hundreds of likes and like amazing comments. And there's just one person. You know nothing about that person. Maybe they uh, just had a argument with their kid or their wife or lost a client or just fell out of bed or just had a bad day. You have no idea. And they saw your post and you were so happy and excited and they're really down and mad and they just want to vent. That's unfortunately what happens with social media. So I'm just like, you know, hey, if that's, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way or whatever it is. And just like you, I want everybody to love me. I, I, yeah, so I guess that's where it changed because I go, actually, I'm okay if you don't love me, but I, I need to be me. And that mm-hmm. became really important. So okay. I actually didn't look for love or for, I realized that that wasn't, I just, you know, there had been huge consequences when I hadn't done it the way people wanted it to be done. So there was this inside of me, there was this thing, if I do it wrong, if I upset people, you know, there could be a consequence to that. Well, I realized that the consequence to me not doing that was that I wouldn't be doing my purpose here in life. Mm-hmm. And that actually drove me much more than worrying about what other people thought or the consequences. And I realized that's okay. But I, I want to know that when I look back on my life, I live life to what I was meant to be doing and there were no regrets. You know, my thing is that there was nothing humanly possible that I could have done differently. That's what I want to live my life. And I try and do that every single day of my life because I realize the power of that. And it's funny because you're standing in things that are are really true to you. And I think that actually that makes you a stronger leader. Mm. Although it wasn't the norm before, I think that leadership needs people standing strong Mm -hmm. in what they see but not strong that pushes people away, but says, hey, come on this journey if you would like to. This is the journey I'm going forward on, and I'd love you to come on that, but if you don't want to come on that, that's okay as well. Mm-hmm. And yet that's not the way that it's sort of been done in the past. That's something I've seen anyway. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can only agree with that. <laughs> and that's that's why I started. Oh, I got past agreeing. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I told you I want people to love I'll me. So that I'm up on the <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I started Become the Me I want to be, as in, you know, I want people to read that and be like, okay, Become the Me I want to be. And then and, and really start thinking, like, what does that mean for me? And by doing that, that's, that's where people really start thinking. And all of a sudden, it's like, yes, it's my journey that we're going on. However, it's my journey that you're following. However, you're making your journey. That's what for me is so powerful. Like, I don't want you on my journey to, you know, do my journey. I want you watching my journey so you can build your own journey and be you in you. 
Hence, you know, we, we, we can all be leaders in, in, in one way. It doesn't have to be a business leader or somebody that's really right. Fun, yes. right. So one of the things, for example, that I really start focusing on is, and it doesn't always work, but it's for me, it's very important. Like when I'm up, I can wake up and, and had a bad night and not feel right. However, yeah. if it's a day where I know that our kids go to school, for example, when they wake up and they're there, I always make sure that I get excited and I'm happy and I go, you know, hey, buddy, so happy you're awake. And I give them a big hug. And, and then, I, you know, what do you need? What You know, going to have some breakfast and this and that. And then we're going to take a shower and get them ready. And then also when they go to school, you know, I want to give them a big hug and have them get excited to go to school. And the reason for that is that once they're in school, they're excited. Yeah. They got their classmates, they got their teacher. So th- again, it's the ripple effect. It's the importance of the impact that I know that I can make because bloop, and they're excited. It's two kids now going into two different classrooms. There's more kids there. They're going to go home. Their parents are going to come home from work. They're tired. However, they're ex- their kids are excited because hopefully, and it doesn't always work that way, but that's at least what I'm trying to envision is my kids, our kids, you know, they were happy and they, they influence with their energy, the other kids, mm. you know, their homes, et cetera, et cetera. And I try to see in the big picture. And I'm, I'm, even, a, and I'm so even working on something that I learned from another dad that I interviewed a while back. And he was even thinking further out. And he was calling like, look, we're all talking about legacy, leaving a legacy. Mm-hmm. And he said, when I do things, I'm trying to think about multi-generational legacy. So I'm not about my kids and how I'm leaving this for them. I'm thinking about how I'm leaving this for my kids, 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 kids. I'm like, wow, that's a whole new level of of thinking. It's a lot of fun when you start doing that and trying to work really, you know, with your kids, but also like one of our, you asked for the goals. Oh, no, you didn't ask, but I told you the biggest goal for business, but the biggest goal for life or one of the biggest goals is to lower our plastic waste uh, Mm -hmm. this year. Because I noticed that we buy a lot of plastic and we throw a lot away. And if I'm starting to think multi-generational legacy, our kids are going to be okay-ish with the world that we leave. But I have no idea what's going to happen with their kids, kids, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if we continue like the way we're going right now, there's not going to be much left. So what can I do now that's going to make an impact? And I'm, I'm doing that. And besides that, I'm sharing my journey. So I share a picture with my goals and I share a bag of plastic saying like, this is what we do right now every day, you know, and now we're going to go to once every week. So we're really going to cut down on making sure that we you know, throw away less and buy less. So we have to throw away less and, mm-hmm. and sharing my journey again to show people like, this is my journey. And then other people all of a sudden are pitching in saying like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. Oh, you know, I used to do, I used to buy all the vegetables and then we come in a, in a big carton box and I stopped doing that. You know what? I should do that again. It's not the same as what we're doing, but it's my journey that inspired somebody else to again walk their journey. That is good for what we all are trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, I hope, which is a better world. And that inspires me and that that motivates me to every day look at like, okay, what's the next thing that I can you, do? You are pushing on so many of the things that I just believe is part of the new approach to leadership. And one of those is that you look through a different lens, which is what you're doing with the plastic going, hey, we used to have lots, but like if we buy less, we're going to use less and then gonna there's going to be less plastic out there, right? So that's going to leave a different footprint. One of the things I talk about all the time is sustainable solutions. And the reason being 
is literally what you were saying earlier of the, I am thinking of the generations and then the generations and the generations and the generations to come. And it's like, if we're leaving this as the footprint for them to go back into or step up into, if they choose to, they're going to either avoid it because it's so full of like, it's like, I don't want to be going near that, or they're going to go in there and then springboard off it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I think just even little ways in which we can personally do that and it can look different in how we do it is so important and I think that's that's how we shift because otherwise it becomes oh my goodness these problems are too big we're never going to make a difference right Mm. and we go into that overwhelm we go into where leadership just doesn't change anything and instead it's like well what if we just start doing what if we is faithful in our own hands that we can start doing and make a difference and shift and shift and shift on that, right? I do my shift, you do your shift. And it's this, like you say, the ripple effect. And I think the other thing that you you said, and I think is so important with a new approach of, to leadership is that, again, old school leadership was like, there's a lot of telling. I think the best way that we can do it, and we know this is apparent, I believe, is that actually you can tell them what to do or you can do it and they see why that is even important. Hmm. Will you take them on that journey and they go, okay, this, I actually want some of this. This is amazing. Like, do you know what I mean? And I think that as leaders, that it's a journey and that we need to be leading it, being examples, being role models of how we can be more effective in what we're meant to be doing and then bring that impact to the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that's again with the journey is like every person that feels like, you know, I want to be a leader. I want to step out as a leader should Mm -hmm. find their own way of how to lead best. I like to lead in the way where I show, you know, what I do and I share that and that's my journey. And I like to go live and, you know, talk loud and (laughs) be "Ah!" a lot of energy. And, and, and that's me. And I had last time somebody saying the opposite, to be honest, I hate having to press that live button. That's the funny thing. Right. That's okay. However, then you show your leadership in a way that, you know, I'm doing it anyway. I mean, we have to understand if someone doesn't like to go live, what about a podcast where it's not live and there's just, you know, there's no video, there's just audio. Or what if you don't like to hear your own voice? I recommend do it anyway, because, you know, it's fear and lean into yeah. that and showing you the way. Which is why I do this, by the way, because you actually said something earlier that is like, for me, I like to see you across there so that I get that mm. whole feeling. I actually see where you're going or sometimes you'll hesitate. You might answer me. And if I'd only heard that in audio, I would have thought, oh, okay, great. But I saw there was a hesitation or a thought that went on. And that's where I will ask a different question because I Absolutely. see that. Absolutely. However, for those, for example, you know, she's like, oh, I love writing. Yeah. So write. Yes. There's people that don't like to watch us. Yeah. Right. I say don't watch. <laughs> yeah, but that's, you know, that's, that's fine. And there's people that just love to yeah. read. Great. There's abundance in the world and, and everybody likes their own way of communicating, of taking in. I, I love visual mm-hmm. and that's just me. And for example, a book, I want to read a book. And a lot of people are saying like, oh, I, I've read tons yeah. of books this year. And I'm like, really? How did you do that? And then like, the oh, you know, they read one book and everything else was on audiobooks, right? Mm-hmm. Audible of Amazon, I think, something like yes, that. Yes. Or, or Spotify. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't. 
Like I literally yeah. can, like I tried it and I said like, oh great, I'm going to try that. And I tried the free month with, with them and I got one book and I tried it and I fell asleep. I know, same. I'm not very good at that. I fall asleep too. So okay. I so get that. Why do you think then it is so hard for people to stay in their own lane? Like obviously we're like, we're determined to stay in our lane because we know of that it's actually more effective in what we do and how we turn up and it helps us do make priorities, I think, you know, like if we want to spend more time with our family. Why do you think others may find that difficult to stay in their own lane? It's scary. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, you, you will get people that will tell you you're crazy or you're nuts or worse. Local. Yeah, they definitely call me that here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that's that's why I know that when we go to the playground I will be the only crazy that is playing more than the actual kids and that's okay like I'm okay with that and I get weird looks from parents that's okay too I, I accept that because I feel great and my kids love it and why would I take that away but it's not it's easy scary. Yeah. yeah, it's scary. It's not easy to come to a point where you're like, you know, I'm okay and I'm okay with you judging me. Mm. If you are even judging me, because who knows? I don't know what those people are thinking that are looking at me. Maybe they're they're thinking like, oh, man, I wish that I would do they that. They just want your hairdo. That's what so, it is. They're looking at you and they're going, I just want hair like you. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's you don't know what they're thinking. However, we automatically start thinking the worst yeah um it's our fear of two of my favorite there's <laughs> <laughs> a little no. bit of a repeat here <laughs> all my friends are coming up. he's woken so, up it's saturday yeah. In <laughs> yeah it's fear it's 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 yeah. it's scary to to stick out and and i must say it's also i'm gonna think back a little bit because i had my periods where i called myself a zombie dad where I was just staying in my lane and just yeah. not sticking my head out. I used to stick my head out when I was younger a lot and it got chopped off like harsh, like really, yes. really harsh. And that's it. It's like government, school, society, yeah. they all want you to be a certain way so they can control you. And if you let them, then that's that's what's going to happen. And, and then it's very hard at a certain point to say enough is enough and I'm going to change. And I remember one story very vividly is where I was always very loud and, and mm -hmm. expressive. And um, I'll share with you what I think. Like, I have no problem with that. I love you. <laughs> and so we're in this class and it was always group work. Mm -hmm. And we had this French student that preferred to do what's most foreigners like to do when it comes to the Netherlands. For those mm -hmm. of you that think like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> and for those of you who think yeah. like, okay, so I'm actually one of the Dutch people that never smoked in his life, just so you know. So he was always stoned, never mm. said a word. And then the teacher gave all the Dutch people and we're very open and then confrontational and we say what we, we think. And he gave all the Dutch people, I think the highest grade was like a six and we grade from one to 10. And, and I got a, I think I got a five. No, no, no. I got a six, six and a half. And he gave this guy that never spoke, not participated, didn't say anything. He gave him an eight. And I got upset because like he's showing everybody in the, in the class, like if you're quiet, keep your head down and don't say anything and don't disagree with what your teacher is saying, yeah. that's going to be rewarded. 
So I, I spoke up. I stuck my head out thinking like, mm. and I wasn't even talking about me. I said, uh, I was talking about my, like, my 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 fellow students i was like she and he they did amazing work and they give presentations that i've never seen in my life and they did that and did it and you give them not even close to what you just give that person that didn't do anything and he sent me out he gave me a one on my test and mm -hmm. i had to go to the u.s for start for, for school they actually made me come back to retake the test we actually had a lawyer check it was crazy and that wow. stuck with me it's like wow if you stick your head out if you say something that apparently is not the norm, like we all should be yes. quiet and keep our head down, then bad stuff happens to you. And, and that sticks with you. And it took me a long time to finally say like, you know what? This is not me. I feel miserable. I feel miserable mm -hmm. and be able to tell you what I think. And so, yeah, it's, it's just all of a sudden thinking like, okay, I, I must change. It's time for me to to be me, to become the me I want to be, to to really mm -hmm. be me and, and speak up. And um, if I offend you, if I hurt your feelings, then yes, I'm wrong. I know that. And I will apologize for that. However, if I don't, then we need to have a normal conversation and we should both be able to be able to disagree with each other. Yeah. And be able to say like, look, to be honest, like, mm. I don't know, I'm going to say something which is ridiculous. The book that you're having behind you, right, Mandela, yeah. which yeah. I think is amazing. However, <laughs> I, I, I would be able to say, like, that's weird. Why would you have that book? Like, I, I wouldn't mm -hmm. for and then and build that. And we should be able to have a conversation about that without yeah. either one of us being totally. offended or attacked or whatever it is. However, we feel that way. And I noticed that a lot, especially on social media, when you say something, it's like there's no feelings. You can't see somebody's face and you feel... Mm -hmm. You feel things from what happened in your past. So you just, yes. that's, that's what's happening. And it's it's difficult. It's difficult to say then like, you know what? I, you know, I'm going to be me and I'm not going to have somebody else's struggles be imprinted on me and making yeah. me go back and be less of what I can truly be. And that's, I think when I made that decision, that's the decision that I started being the biggest kid mm -hmm. in the and um, I never looked back <laughs> and I actually got other dads like the other day we were playing hide and seek I was playing hide and seek with the kids and of course that influences the other kids and they're like wow this is so cool you know mm -hmm. those dad is playing hide and seek with us and they went out their parents just came in and they're like mommy daddy can you play hide and seek with us and I'm looking at them all like come on let's do this and they did right so yeah. so now I inspired that other ripple effect again yeah. right Exactly. And they had so much fun. Like you see the joy. I mean, that's awesome. It's like, why would I leave my inner kid at home or, or buried deep inside me? Why not let it out? And all that excitement is going to help me in my business. How weird yeah. that sounds. But the more excited I am, the more I'm going to continue to do what I do because you know, you're going to run into walls every single time. Maybe every single day you run into that wall and one of those walls could knock you down and, and make you give up. However, if you feel excited and been playing like that and then come back and it's like, all right, that was the wall and it was not cool. Yes. However, this is why I do it. And I just got to motivate wow. somebody. So let's, let's do, let's, let's continue. So that's what I've learned over my journey. Powerful. And I think that kind of brings us to really a nice, and the conversation that I'm, I'm seeing every day, you know, more and more of this coming into play that with this new approach to leadership, that there's, 
there's a lot of fear that could hold leaders back from doing some of the things that we've talked about in this conversation today. Mm -hmm. And if there wasn't the fear and we led as leaders unapologetically going forward, you know, I think that there is this need, like you've talked about today, where there is a need for change and, and for people like yourself to be unapologetically standing strong in what you believe as priority, thinking balance for you and what you're doing and the impact that you're bringing by those choices, decisions that you're making, and then that ripple effect because of that. Mm-hmm. That then becomes what is possible and opening up opportunities for not just our generation, but for generations to come, right? Yep. And I think that this is what makes the new approach to leadership really exciting and a pathway forward that is actually to bring hope in leadership going forward. No, absolutely. And I think if I may add something extra to that. Oh. It's yes, you have to have clarity on, you know, what is it that I want, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, who, who do I want to become and, and what do I want to leave behind? Absolutely. However, I also think it's very important that we learn to listen to others and other people's opinions, not yeah. to then, as you mentioned, like feel so insecure. It's like, oh, you know, this person has a complete different opinion of what I do, but look at like, okay, this is my vision. How mm-hmm. does this person's opinion maybe, you know, make me as you say, like change a little bit of how I see leadership or change a little bit of how I see me as a, a mom or a dad. Uh, maybe, wow, that that's something that I've never, that's that's a way of, I, I didn't think of it that way. How can I use that in, in the way that I see things now to even better myself? I think, and I like that, that's, that's why I'm so glad that I, I used to practice martial arts where it was said like, you know, a master is a student and a student is also a master. And if we put mm-hmm. ourselves in that position where, yes, I am teaching, I am sharing. However, I also know that how valuable it is of like my clients teach me just as much, sometimes even more, I think, than I'm teaching them. And if we're open for that, then we can all grow and become amazing. And I've noticed a lot that there are leaders out there that are just completely closed off and then like, this is the path, this is my way. And Noah, you just talked about that, right? You know, it's one, two, three, and that's what you got to follow and that's what you got to do. And that's great and that might work for you. Um, However, maybe have you tried this yourself? Like maybe one, two, and three, now all of a sudden becomes one, two, three, and then three B because, you know, you've, you've expanded and made your life even better, made your coaching even better or whatever it is. I mean, Christopher Voss was on here or still on here. I don't know. And Nicole was on here. I mean, they can attest to that. I've learned from them so much and they have learned so much from me. And and all three of us have grown from this. We've we've all become better. And if we have that approach, then now all of a sudden together, it's not like, look, look, I'm the leader, right? Come follow me. No, no, no. We're all leaders and let's learn from each other. And again, like I mentioned before, each be on our own journey and now inspire others to come with us and be their own. If we do that, the compounding effect is just going to be astronomical. I love that. And this finishes it up beautifully because I want to ask you the final question, which is this. From our conversation today, what are you going to take in what you're doing going forward? Or what is an insight that you've got or been reminded about? Something, you know, like from this conversation, what is it? Oh, Nickel, I've got to say, Nickel always does that. 
I'm going to as well. The last question. So what was your biggest takeaway from the day? Uh, I'm not going to lie. I don't like that question. <laughs> well, you just said it yourself. Like we had to learn from each other. And these Never. conversations, these conversations is not just so I can fill up content, not just so that I can go, look at me. Here's a great conversation. It's not around that. I mm -hmm. truly want us to be listening. You said it yourself. Mm -hmm. to each other, to give a platform that is safe, no judgment, that people have a voice. And to really go, if we are to have a new need for a new approach, which I believe there is a need for a new approach to leadership, mm -hmm. what can it truly look like? Well, this question for me is so important whenever I have a conversation. No, no, absolutely. No, and I was teasing. I mean, <laughs> I tell Nico, he asked me the first time when I was a little rocked off and now I know he asked it and I think it's actually it's actually the reason why is because nobody asked that question yeah. yeah right nobody asks because it's a question where you really have to think it's like it's easy for me to sit here and be talking and it's easy for us mm -hmm. to have a conversation a coach and then it's all of a sudden like so what's your biggest takeaway or what was the biggest thing or what are you from what we've discussed today yeah. What's the one thing that you're going to take with you or what's the one thing that you're going to change it's, it's a beautiful question and it's a it's a confrontational question because now it's not just theory. Now it's mm -hmm. all, like, oh, now I got to put it in practice. Right? It's one of the fundamentals that I believe in leadership as to be better leaders, mm -hmm. that first we become aware and then we have to take ownership before there is a change and the sustainable solution at the table. Absolutely. So for me, um, I was having our conversation and mm -hmm. um, seems like we're really aligned into regards to what we do and how we, we want to see things in the world. For me, it just confirms of me being on the right path and I got to continue and not let anything stop me. Nikel knows this, like it's easy for here again to sit here and say like, oh yeah, you know, nothing stops me and I'm great and I make that decision. It's not yeah. true. Like I have my bad moments as well. And you oh, ain't- so You're a human. Okay, good. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, no, I, I try. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, it's like what you mentioned yeah. real quick is like, I try to have, you know, several people around me that really helped me. We, we talked about it real shortly, but that, mm. that's definitely key. That's why I love the people that I have around me. So I know that I can completely open up and, and just be like, look, I had a horrible day. This and this is what happened. You know, I asked somebody to come on for the masters of productivity. Uh, you said yes, but I had somebody else said no. And I'm not going to lie. It, it kind of hurt. Like I got 20 again, right? We're, we're back to that again. I had 20 yeses and one no, and that no, that stings. And what can I do with it? So yeah, as I said, my biggest thing from this is just, I must make sure that I continue. It's too valuable to not so show good. up every single day. And um, it's, a, it's a process for me. Like you mentioned, like I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about how can I live my, live a full day. I still struggle that way a little bit and I still let myself get distracted in my opinion, a little bit too much. And I'm going to keep well, Don't looking. worry, Christopher, Nikhil and me will not let you get distracted because yeah. like you said, this is too valuable. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I love everything that you're standing for and what you're doing. And even just as you start even becoming more and more confident and unapologetic, in what you're doing, mm -hmm. then I think, you know, others around you can have that ripple effect. And I think that's so powerful. So if people want to get hold of you, if they want to know more about what you do, what's the best way they can do that? 
Thank you for asking. So the easiest way is on Facebook, Klaus van Oosterhout, which I always say that's only one of me. <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is very rare, very Dutch, typical Dutch. So that's one way. The other way is I have a group called Become the Me I Want to Be. And feel free if you want to learn how to form your own journey and really figure out, get clarity, then that's the place to be. And um, I've actually taken a little pillar off that, which is called Secret Productivity Hacks. That's another group mm -hmm. that I'm working on that I'm building right now where I'm sharing all the videos and I'm going live with all the people sharing their secret productivity hacks because I wanted to focus a little bit more deeper in, into, okay, become the me I want to be. Like what's something that's really important and for me at the moment, it's, it's being productive. It's like you said, like live that full day. So even though productivity sounds really clinical, it's for me, it's, it's passion. It's, it's actually kind of sexy the way I look okay. at it and then try to be like, you know, make sure that you live that full day and get to do everything. And when you sit, lay your head on the pillow, it's not like, okay, I worked 24 hours today. It's more like, you know, I worked. However, I also spent some beautiful quality time with my, my partner, with, with the kids yeah. and with myself. It's so important. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where people can find me and uh, feel free. Yeah. Message me, befriend me. If, if you befriend me, please message me. It's not like I don't want to be friends with people just to be friends. I want to be friends with people to have a conversation and um, be able to get to know you a little bit and get be able to be your cheerleader. I love being, I need to buy some pom-poms. I love to, <laughs> I joke about please, it. But... Please do. I want to see the photo when you've got them. All right. Yeah. I'd I love think, that. I think Christopher now heard me say it. And since he's the you know, the, the best gift giver ever and, and yeah. the most amazing personal relationship. He's probably going to send me a pair. So, you know, uh, who sees, who, who knows? <laughs> Very funny. And if you wanted to just leave people with something today, is there anything extra you wanted to just add on the end there? Be you and surround yourself with, with amazing people that inspire you, like Kira Marie. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you for being such an amazing, I don't know, like just an example of what I believe is starting to unfold as a new approach to leadership that maybe it hasn't been the norm in the past. Maybe it's it's something that has made you, you know, get ridiculed or, you know, not, you know, people go, why is he doing that? And what does that look like? But then as you're starting to see, you're starting to see like this tiny little ripple effect, others wanting to play, you know, hide and seek because they see that you're doing it. You're you're creating opportunities for people where maybe it wasn't a possibility before, but now they're seeing what you're making possible in your own life. And so that makes it even a thought in someone else's life, right? So I thank you for everything that you do. And you're continuing to do. And like all of us, we have the good days, the bad days, and definitely the ugly days. Yep. So you're not alone on that one. And anyone that has enjoyed this conversation, please, I, I do ask that you you put comments in this when you watch the replay, when you're, don't just be bystanders. I think that the most powerful way that we can start doing things differently is by people sharing conversations like this, people seeing that there is possibility that it's a new way. And if you disagree with anything that we've said today, feel free 
to put it in the comments. Feel free to, you know, let's let's keep it respectful. And I think that's the thing, right, is that I never want people to feel that there's judgment to any answer you give at this table. Mm-hmm. But know that if I disagree with it, that I will open up conversation around it, it doesn't mean that you have to agree with what I'm saying. I just mm-hmm. want you to hear that maybe there is another lens in which we use. So I'm grateful for the lens that you've bring to this table today. I think there's been a lot of talk around balance and what that looks like for you and keeping in your lane. And I think that there's been a lot of conversations around just making what is priority. And so my one thing, I forgot to say that, and I'm going to finish up on this now. My one thing that I'm going to take from our conversation is priorities going, what are priorities for this year for me in the season that I'm going in this year? What does that look like? Have they stayed the same? Do I need to make a few little shifts on those priorities? From those priorities, what are the boundaries I'm going to put in place Mm -hmm. to ensure that these remain priorities as I continue to grow this year and develop in what I'm doing? So thank you. Awesome. No, thank you for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, really excited to 2021 and walking yeah. this journey with you and inspiring more and more people together and as individuals. Yeah, beautiful. All right, I'm going to end this broadcast now. Amazing at the decision table today. So thank you. Amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, ensure you leave an awesome rating and review. Our hope is this podcast creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, a curiosity for the need to be part of the change, and to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, then apply to join us at our next Leaders Movement Parlay. The link is in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to help build a tribe who make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, and movement changers. Big love until we see you on the next Decision Table Series podcast episode.